peace and mercy. The disciples today are hiding behind locked doors out of fear, which is really what fear does to us, isn't it? That fear entraps us. Fear holds us back. And it makes sense that their Lord and friend was crucified. And the concern is, well, if, if, if we go out there, that that might happen to us. Which, I almost kind of was pondering this. I think all fear is related to death. That when I'm afraid of something, that if this happens, that somehow it will lead to my death. Even if it's a... You know, if I have an honest conversation with the person I'm dating, you know, they might break up with me. And then I'll be alone, and, and then I'll die alone. Like, like, our brains, like, take it to this emotional, you know, conclusion that's overwhelming. And, and, it, and it restricts us. I mean, even with, there's been a lot of fear of COVID, right? Like, if I get COVID, well, I could get sick and I die. Or, or if I get it, and then I give it to someone I care about, then than someone I care about, you know, I, I, I would feel terrible and, 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 then, and then I would want to die, you know? And, and if it feels dramatic, it is, right? You know, fear is an emotion. It doesn't mean there's not truth in there. There's, there's, there's a grain of truth, otherwise it wouldn't have any bite. But in this, directly into that fear, Jesus comes today and says, peace be with you. That in the face of fear and anxiety, the antidote, the peace comes when I know that Jesus is with me. You can even think about peaceful experiences that we've had in our life. Maybe you've been on a hike here in Flagstaff and, and we just felt great peace. You know, feeling connected to nature, connected to God. Maybe you've been with your friends or family and you, you just, you just, it, there's a feeling of like, I'm not alone. That I feel just harmony. I feel connection. Jesus repeats himself. He says it again. Peace be with you. That even though you're afraid, I'm here with you. Desiring that, that my peace would be yours. Then Jesus does something surprising, interesting. He says, receive the Holy Spirit. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. So Jesus gives them power to forgive sins. But on, only God can forgive sins. That's why the scribes and the Pharisees, they were so mad at Jesus. You're forgiving sins. You're making yourself God. And Jesus is like, well, I am God. And so now the risen Christ is given his disciples, his church, the power and authority to forgive sins. Which is another place where mercy and peace happen, right? That here I am in my sins, in my brokenness, in my shame and my guilt. And Jesus comes with his love and peace into my sinfulness. 
That is what we call mercy. Mercy is when my brokenness, which is very real, it's not okay, it happened, when it encounters God's love, presence, and peace. God who is love, God who is peace, comes to be with me in my sinfulness, in my darkness, in my brokenness. That's the experience of mercy. Now, I didn't earn it. I didn't didn't suddenly do everything right. I didn't make good come out of the past. But I simply opened the door and let the Lord come in. Mercy sometimes feels really great, but, but I think a lot of times we're honest, sometimes mercy doesn't feel great. It reminds me when I was a, a kid and I would skin my knee, which I think happened often, um, and my mom would go and she would get that dreaded bottle. It was the white bottle with the green top. Back teen. And she would go and she would spray it on my knee. And I was like, mm. And it's like, I know my mom loves me. I know the back teen's good for me. But it, but it, it kind of burns. I mean, that burned a lot, right? You know, like, which is what God's mercy feels like sometimes. It's like, God, I know you love me, but I just feel so bad. I just like, ah. And what, what I'm being faced with is, is my own brokenness, but it's, it's his love burning it away. That's why when people talk about purgatory, you know, the healing fire, it's a little like that. It's, it's my brokenness encountering his unconditional love for me. And what's beautiful is, gosh, I don't, the more I get into that habit now, gosh, I might not even have to go to purgatory, you know, like I go, go directly to heaven, you know, that because, in, yeah, that now in, on earth I have a choice to face that. That I can, I can allow God's love to come into contact, give him permission to come into contact with my sin and brokenness. That I can experience his mercy and love and healing now. We see this in the gospel. that It says that the disciples were all there except for Thomas. And so Thomas has a hard time here. He didn't experience his presence, his peace, his forgiveness. And so it was hard for him to believe that maybe our gospel also makes it sound like belief flows from an encounter with mercy. That love and peace come first and belief flow. So if I'm struggling today with belief, If I'm struggling with faith, the antidote is to bring my brokenness to the Lord for an encounter with his love. And so Thomas says, I need need contact with this. I want to put my hands into his side, into the nail marks. And then a week later, Jesus answers his prayer. Jesus knows his desire for healing and faith. And Jesus comes. Jesus will always come. If we open the door, Jesus will always come. 
And then he, he allows Thomas to take his own doubts and brokenness. And he comes and he encounters Jesus' wounds. What do Jesus' wounds mean? What do they symbolize? Well, his wounds come from his offering of himself on the cross. Why did Jesus offer himself on the cross? Out of love for you and I. That Jesus, on the cross, draws all sin and brokenness and darkness to himself. Out of love. What do the wounds mean? What does the crucifix mean for us? It means love. That's, you know, non-Catholic Christians walk in and they're like, what? Why is that gruesome image up there? And it is gruesome. But over time, as we experience his healing and mercy, we, we don't see suffering. <laughs> what we see is love poured out. Which is what his body and blood is. Love poured out, given to us. And so Thomas has an encounter now where his own sin and doubts encounter the Lord's love poured out and he experiences faith. That's where mercy happens. When our doubt, our fear, our brokenness, our sin encounter Christ's love poured out, it's mercy. And on this Divine Mercy Sunday, we're invited to receive, encounter that love poured out. And so I invite you at some point today to take some time, whether it's five minutes, whether it's an hour, is to sit. And I think it's, for me, I find it very powerful to pray before a crucifix. You don't have to. Um, but, but to kind of hold out, Lord, here's where I'm at now. Here's where I'm struggling with faith. Here's where I'm stuck in sin. And to almost honestly look around, like open your hands, like just sit there and just like, Lord, I, here's where I'm at. Here's where I, I want to receive your healing and your love and your mercy. And, and kind of hold that out. Lord, I'm afraid. But even 1 John 4 tells us that perfect love casts out all fear. That eventually... We come to the place where it's like, Lord, I, where else am I to go but you? And, and to allow him to pour his love and mercy, his peace into us. To, that he would draw our anxiety, draw our fear, our concerns, our sin, everything to himself. And just pour out his love and mercy. When we allow him to do that, that's when we can truly live. And finish with a story. In 1930, there was a man in France born named Jacques Fesch. And he did not lead a great life. At the age of 21, he married his pregnant girlfriend, only to soon leave both of them for another girl with whom he had another child. And his life was so broken that he wanted to just run away. And so he asked his money, his parents, for money. He's like, Mom, Dad, can you give me money so that I can buy a boat and just sail away and get away from everything? And his parents are like, no, we're not doing that. So, so what does he do? He goes off and he, he robs somebody, this, the money guy. He, he robs him. And in his getaway, 
he was shooting, and he ended up shooting and killing a French police officer. So they arrested him and sentenced him to death. So he's, he's young, he's 24 years old. So he was in prison for three and a half years or so, and about a year into his imprisonment, he wrote this in his journal. Three days ago, I regained my faith. For the second time in my life, the scales fall from my eyes, and I can see God's mercy. That God's love broke through. That he, would, he had never gone too far from God's unconditional love. A month before his death, he wrote, The Lord continues to fill me with gifts, and I feel my heart overflow with love and my lips with thanksgiving. You can't fake that stuff. And the healing we're talking about today is not just a mind trick. It's a real thing. And in his last journal entry, he wrote, In five hours, I shall look upon Jesus. His life had not been good, but like the thief on the cross next to Jesus, that Jesus had drawn close to, the thief had opened the door, and Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. That the door to the heart of the Lord's love and mercy is so close, we only need to open it. And so today we're invited to be reminded that Jesus is with us, with his presence, with his love, which allows us to receive and experience the peace and mercy he desires for us.